0: Christ is risen. Hallelujah. Today is the 18th Sunday after Pentecost. And uh, last week we took a look at uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1, one verse, verse 7. We're going to move over to chapter 2. And we're going to look at 13 verses today and kind of take you through all 13 of those verses and see what Paul has to say to Timothy as well as to you and me today. Our worship service is in is divine service number one. It is in our loose service book. You can at home, you can, if you have a hymnal or here, you can follow along in the hymnal or you can obviously look at our screens because it'll be on the screens also. And as always, we pray and hope that as we hear God's word in so many different ways today in our worship service that you're blessed, your faith is strengthened, and if you need any physical healing that God might bless you with that healing today also. So let's begin by singing hymn number 528, Oh for a Thousand Tongues to Sing. Please rise. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if
1: we our sins, God, who is and just, will forgive
0: our sins and us from all We take a few moments for silence for reflection on God's word and for self examination. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father, most merciful God. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, you show mercy to your people in all their troubles. Grant us always to recognize your goodness, give thanks for your compassion, and praise your holy name. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated.
2: Our Old Testament reading comes from Ruth, chapter 1, 1 through 19. In the days when judges ruled, there was a famine in the land, and a man in Bethlehem, and Judah, was to sojourn in the country Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. The name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife, Naomi, and the names of his two sons were Mylon, and Chilion, they were Ephraites, from the Bethlehem and Judah. They went into the country of Moab and remained there. But Elamelech, the husband of Naomi, died, and she was left with her two sons. These took Moabite wives. The name of one was Orpha, and the name of the other was Ruth. They lived there about 10 years, and both Mylon and Chilion died so that the woman was left without her two sons and her husband. Then she arose with her daughters-in-law to return from the country of Moab, for she had heard in the fields of Moab that the Lord had visited his people, giving them food. So she sat out from the place where she was with her daughters-in-law, and they went on the way to return to the land of Judah. But Naomi said to her daughters-in-law, Go, return each of you to her mother's house. May the Lord deal kindly with you, as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant that you may find rest, each of you, in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them, and lifted up their voices, and they wept. And they said to her, No, we will return with you to your people. But Naomi said, Turn back, my daughters. for it is exceedingly bitter to me for your sake that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. Then they lifted up their voices and wept again, and Orpha kissed her mother-in-law. But Ruth clung to her, and she said, See, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people, to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, Do not urge me to leave you or to return from following you. For where you go, I will go, and where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God my God. Where you die, I will die, and there will I be buried. May the Lord do so to me, and more also, if anything put death apart from you. And when Naomi saw that she was determined to go with her, she said no more. So the two of them went out until they came to Bethlehem, and when they came to Bethlehem the whole town was stirred because of them, and the woman said, Is this Naomi? This is the word of the Lord. Be to God. Our epistle comes from Second Timothy two one to thirteen. You then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also, share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. An athlete is not crowned unless he competes or competes according to the rules. It is is hard-working farmer who ought to have the first share of the crops. Think over what I say, for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. Remember Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, the offspring of David as preached in my gospel, for which I'm suffering, bound with chains as a criminal. But the word of God is not bound, Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they also may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. The saying is trustworthy, for if we have died with him, we also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful faithful for he cannot deny himself this is the word of the lord
0: please rise for the reading of the gospel The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 17th chapter. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Please be seated. Are children coming forward for the children's message? Love your tie. That is cool. Hi, guys. Can I sit with you? Is that okay? I'll squeeze them between you guys. We'll keep the boys away from the girls. The girls away from the boys, one of the two. How that goes. Oh, we got more. I guess I have to get up. All right. Hey. Happy Thanksgiving. You, you, is there a problem? Is there a problem? Thank you. Oh, you all think it's Thanksgiving. It's not Thanksgiving. That's, that's next month, right? Yeah, November. But today is a day that we give Thanksgiving, right? We give thanks every day, hope, right? Do you, do you thank mom and dad every day? Good, good, good job. So what did, you, what did mom and dad do for you today that you said thank you for? Made breakfast. Awesome. You both said thank you? Good. How about you guys? Did mom or dad do anything for you guys this morning? Like, she made you cereal, and did you say thank you? You did? I see a hesitant one over there. Well, when you go home, you can say thank you if you didn't. How about you two? Not sure? Okay. How about grandma? Did grandma bring you to church? Mom and daddy did awesome. Let me say thank you for that, too. So often, we forget to say thank you, don't we? Somebody does something nice for you, or gives you a gift, and we're so excited about them doing nice things, or so excited about getting a gift, we forget to say thank you. Right? Yes? Maybe? They need some help. Yes? Okay. I thought I was the only one. Harvey, You said yes, I heard you. That was cool. So in our gospel reading today, we heard a story about, about Jesus and these seven people who, who had a disease. And the disease is called leprosy, and, and it was incurable, which means they couldn't fix it. And so they always had to stay away at a big dis, distance. Like, I would be here if I had it, and you guys were there, and I could not come close to you guys. Because if I did, I would be breaking all the rules, plus you might catch it and get sick. So they shout out as Jesus is walking by. They say, Jesus, heal us. So they, they believed that Jesus could heal them. And then he said to them, go and show yourself to the priests. And they went. And on the way, they were healed. You guys remember what happened right after they got healed? What happened next? Yeah. What happened? Do you want help? I'll give you some help then. <laughs> so... One of the ten turned around and went back to Jesus, and the other nine just kept on walking. And what did the one who came back to Jesus say? Give you a hint. Thank you. There you go. I didn't even have to give you a hint. He came back, and he said thank you, but he also praised him as God. He knew that he was God. And here's a really interesting thing. He did not come from the group of people that Jesus usually talked to. He wasn't a believer, but he believed that Jesus healed him and that Jesus was God. The other nine never came back. They just kept on going to show it to the priest. And I think sometimes all of us, you guys, all of them, myself, we forget to thank God for the amazing things he gave us. Like you all said you had breakfast this morning, right? Where'd that food come from? Yeah, there's a long list of people, right? Have you ever said thank you for the farmer who who planted the cereal that you guys might have had today? Or the, the rancher who raised the chickens if you had eggs? Or cows if you had milk or meat, right? Or did you ever thank mom and dad for giving you the milk, the cheese, the cereal, the bread, the meat, dot, 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 right? We forget to do that, and we forget to thank God for Giving them the ability to do that or gifting you with, with mom and a dad who care for you and take care of, take care of you. So in our gospel, one of the most important things for you and me to remember, and all of them too, and all those that are listening online today, that we need to remember there are so many things that we need to thank God for. And it's so easy in our world today to forget and we also need to remember we need to thank people who help us, people who tell us about God, people who've, who give us food and clothing and, and all those things too, our teachers at school and then and every place else. So today we're going to have a short prayer thanking God. Right? And then I want you guys today, after you go home or before you go home, I want you to find somebody and tell them thank you. Can you guys all do that? And you may have to tell them why you're saying thank you. So if you have to, you can tell them. Because they did something for you? Or maybe even better, well, God would have me thank you for being you. Can you guys do that? All right, join me in prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you for all that you do for me. Especially for forgiving my sins and healing my sin-sick soul. Help me to be thankful every day for all of your good gifts and especially for my family. Amen. Thank you, guys. Let's sing our song of the day.
3: the highest king would welcome me. I was lost but he brought me in all his love for me, all his love
1: for me.
0: Grace, peace, and mercy from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for all for being here today. Thank you for all those who are watching online. Again, our sermon text comes from Second Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 to 13. And in this, the second letter of Timothy, Paul spells out what he believes are the most important messages and instructions for his young apprentice, Timothy. Messages of instruction of the gospel of Jesus Christ that Paul wants Timothy to continue to to adhere to and to teach others, even after Paul's own death and to mature in his faith. You know, I can remember the moment in time when I realized that I was really and truly an, an adult. And how about you? Anybody here remember when they at least... Thought they were truly an adult? Well, some of you know the story, but I'll share it again quickly. Um, For me, it was when I was 18 years old, and I made a decision with six six months left of high school not to move 100 miles away with my parents. And so basically, I I found a way to fend for myself much of those final six months until I finished high school. And where that was truly, I think, for me, the start of becoming an adult, I think when Sean, our oldest son, was born, um, as I held that little newborn in my arms, I realized that God had truly conveyed adulthood on me. And, I, and as I understood that this tiny, helpless child with which the Almighty God had entrusted me and, and needed me, that I remember that looking at him and thinking that he, John, was dependent upon Jane, and dependent upon me, for every aspect of his new life. And I'm sure that every one of you who are parents, either here in the sanctuary or online watching, can truly relate to that feeling that that Jane and I had. And I bring this up because it's it really is, I think, the central message of Second Timothy chapter two. Paul is writing his very last letter to his beloved Timothy, a young man that Paul loved so much that he even called him his own son in the faith. And he wanted him to understand what it means to be mature in Jesus Christ. Paul took Timothy under his wing and as it were, personally trained him to be a pastor in Christ's church. You see, Paul knew that the early church would continue to suffer persecution, And and Paul also knew what was important or how of an important influence he had been um, on Timothy. And so knowing that Paul was about to be executed, not not only was he concerned about the church and the well-being under persecution, but he was concerned about young Timothy. And so Paul had this message for Timothy that teaches you and I today about being strong, about being an adult, mature in Christ Jesus. In fact, the theme of being mature in Christ can be found all over in Paul's writings that we have in the Bible. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 13, it says this, Until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God, and then Paul says, and become mature." Philippians chapter 3, verse 15. All of us who are mature should take such a view of things. He writes in Colossians 4.12, he says, He is always wrestling in prayer for you, that you may stand firm in, in all the will of God, mature and fully assured. Also standing firm in the gospel of Jesus Christ, the grace of Jesus Christ is intended the Indeed, the central message, to be the central message of 2 Timothy. And again, verse 1 of chapter 2 says, You then, my child, that being Timothy, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. I should warn you, the word grace be said a lot today. Maybe you want to count how many times. That's how important it is to Paul. Those of you who had a Bible study kind of chuckle, of all the times that I say grace in the book of Romans. But that's what it is. See, as Paul wrote this last letter, it's really really his last will and testament. And, and he writes, as he always does, powerful words for Timothy and, and as Christians for you and I. And we, we apply just as much as what Paul is writing to you and me as it did to Timothy. So how can you and how can I be strong in the grace of Christ Jesus? Is Paul telling you and me to to be brave to receive Christ's grace? That's not it. That's not what he's saying. He is telling you and me to be strong. To be strong in the grace of Jesus Christ. Meaning that because you and I are saved through faith in Jesus, saved in the grace of Christ Jesus, we then can be strong. In fact, Paul will say, we are strong. It's kind of a a cause and effect here that Paul is talking about. The grace of Jesus Christ has an effect on us by causing you and me to be brave. We live in a country of religious freedom, which allows you and me to worship any God any way that we want to. But we also live in a country that goes out of its way to tell you and me not to worship in public, not to mention the name Jesus wherever we go. So although you and I are sitting in, in, if you will, in chains in a prison, or we aren't sitting in, in a prison with chains waiting to be executed for our faith in Jesus Christ as Paul was, we still are members of a society that is persecuted because of our faith. Our society, again, says you and I have no business talking about Jesus Christ anywhere except in our homes or here in a sanctuary. But in that persecution, Paul says this, You then, my child, be strong in the grace of that is Christ Jesus. Through our faith in Christ, you and I are strong. And what do we do then with that strength? Well, Paul tells us in the very next verse. He says, "In what you have heard from me, in the presence of many witnesses, entrusted to faithful men, who will be able to teach others." So, in this strength that we have through faith, through our faith in Christ Jesus, Paul is telling us to be quiet in the face of persecution. Agree? Take your heads now. Pastor, you're leading us down the wrong trail. Right, he is telling us not to shut up in the face of persecution, but to open our mouths and preach Jesus Christ. Paul is telling us to, to allow... The word of Christianity did not be put into a box. The box of our sanctuary this is the only place you can talk about it. The box of our home its the only place you can talk about it. That's not what he's saying. Paul is telling us that we are to seek other faithful people, teach them, and train others. And instead of hiding in the fear of persecution, Paul is telling us to do the exact opposite. He says, take what we have learned about the saving grace of Jesus Christ and boldly teach others the saving message. You might all remember these words from Jesus himself when he said, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. That's end, at the end of the Gospel of Matthew. We know it as the Great Commission. Jesus' own instructions to us to teach others about him. Paul knew the Great Commission, and so we're telling, telling others boldly to do the same thing. And Paul knew in doing so that the early church, just like many of us today, would be persecuted for doing that. Listen to to verses 3 through 7. Share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. An athlete is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. It is the hardworking farmer who ought to have the first share of the crops. Think over what I say, For the Lord will give you understanding for everything. Paul is saying now that you and I know that we are strong in the grace of Jesus. And that we just keep marching forward in the faith. And I I love it when, when, when Paul compares faithful people with athletes. He's telling us that athletes train hard. And any of you in here or online watching, if you were an athlete, whether it was as a small kid, in high school, college, even now, you understand what that means. And that you try real hard to follow the rules to win. And being an athlete, athlete for Jesus, we train hard by studying the scripture. We train hard by attending church, by fellowship with other believers, and by listening to Jesus through prayer. In verse 7, what Paul is saying, he says, Reflect on what I am saying, for the Lord will give you insight into all of that. In other words, pray. Pray about it. And the Holy Spirit will continue to lead and guide you in this strength that we have through the grace of Jesus. Verse 8, Paul says, Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David. And Paul here is reminding Timothy and you and me that we as we take our faith and we place our faith in Jesus, we know that he is the fulfillment he is the Messiah who would come from the line of David and that this Messiah would suffer that he would die and that he would be raised again from the dead. That through the Messiah's death and his resurrection, you and I would find life. Because on our own, in our own sin, we only have death. But through Jesus, we are strong in the grace. Take that phrase and, and put it on your heart. Strong in the grace of Jesus Christ. And Paul is so sure of the strength that he has through the grace of Jesus Christ that he tells us today that he is suffering even to the point of being chained like a criminal. In other words, Paul tells Timothy here that if he, Paul, can endure being chained like a criminal, awaiting for execution, then this same grace is getting Paul through the ordeal that will carry Timothy and the early church, just like it will carry you and me a great way. It's likely that none of us here this morning will ever be chained in prison for our faith. But there certainly are Christians today in other places of our world who are killed for their faith. And although these Christians are killed for their faith, God's word continues on. Paul says, God's word is not chained. Jesus Christ is the word of God made flesh. So in our suffering for Christ, God's word continues to work its grace in us because we are strong in that grace that is Christ Jesus. And with that strength, even in the face of whatever persecution you or I face for our faith, like Paul says in verse 10, we know that we can endure everything for the sake of the elect that they too may attain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. In other words, we endure the strength through grace so that others too may find the grace that gives us life through the death of Jesus. Paul wraps these verses up in verses 11 through 13 when he says this. The saying is trustworthy. For if we have died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. For he cannot deny himself. Regardless of what life brings to you or me, you can always know that through your faith in Jesus, you literally have Jesus Christ living within you. He will remain faithful, for he cannot disown himself, Paul says. We are Christian soldiers charged by Jesus himself to take the gospel to all the ends of the earth. With the sure knowledge that whatever happens to us while we are doing Christ's work, we are firm and secure in salvation, for we are strong in the grace that is Christ Jesus. Amen. let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, thank you for for giving Paul the words to share with Timothy and with us. And let us never forget that because of you, we are strong in the grace that is indeed you. Amen. Let us now profess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. Please rise. I believe in one God. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Jesus Christ and for all people according to their need. For the whole Christian community around the world, that as people united in faith, we are emboldened to witness to the good news that is ours in Christ Jesus. Lord, in your mercy. For all nations of the earth, that there be times of peace for our own nation, that it would seek to bring that which is good and God-pleasing and for our our own communities and neighborhoods. Lord, in your mercy. For faithfulness to carry out our callings with faithfulness, living each day with hope and confidence as we await the time of the great and glorious final harvest. Lord, in your mercy. But the needs that are especially known to us at this time, including health and family concerns and situations of disability and bereavement, and the changes that are part of human life, especially today, we lift up Stephanie, who's home recovering from an automobile accident, and Katie Jan- Janicki, who's is suffering from uh, post-COVID syndrome, and, and Laura, who has a, a vitamin D deficiency, and her uncle, Mark, who ha- has been diagnosed with colon cancer. And our grandmother Joanne, who has many health issues. With assurance that our petitions are heard, Lord, in your mercy. With thanks to you for all those who have completed their earthly journeys in faith and who serve to inspire us in our times, we bless you, abiding Lord, confident that our prayers and petitions are heard and that all which is best for us is done according to his good and gracious will. Lord, in your mercy. In your hands, O oh Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy. Through your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your, your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary, that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who gave his life on the cross and was raised on the third day and has raised us with him to live a renewed life. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name evermore, praising you and singing. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father. Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And after having given thanks, he broke it. He gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup. And after having given thanks, he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, drink, this is the cup of the New Testament of my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Please be seated. Please rise. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, your mercies never fail us, and daily you provide for all the needs of this life and everlasting life in Christ. Keep us from being ungrateful for your love and care and from taking your gifts without thankful hearts to receive your generosity. Grant to us healing, strength, comfort. And peace, that we live in such confidence of the eternal gifts your Son has given us, that we not despair or grow weary in faith, but be found faithful when He comes again in glory to bring all things to their fullness through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor. And give you peace. We sing our closing song. amen please be seated we have announcements this morning come forward if you have announcements
4: well today's uh, pastor and church worker appreciation day and i hope you'll all join us in the coffee shop over here to celebrate the people who serve us here at Trinity. Um, And next Sunday, though, I wanted to mention we are also having Teacher Appreciation Day for all the staff of our Early Learning Center. So I hope you'll join us also next Sunday in celebrating our teachers. Uh, There are baskets, or there's a basket in the narthex if you'd like to bring a card to express your appreciation. I also want to talk about our Harvest Fest coming up this next weekend. Um, Trinity's Harvest Fest will be held here on on the campus, and we have lots of fun things planned, and we need your help still. We need uh, probably 20 more people or so to help with games and booths. It's not hard work. All you have to do is sit there and monitor the game and watch the kids and have a lot of fun um, and hand out candy. (laughs) We need three more pop-up tents. um, So if you have a pop-up tent we can borrow, see Donna Uh, And we could use, we have a couple of the holiday baskets that we're going to use in our raffle. We appreciate you donating those. If anybody would like to donate another one, we can certainly use another one. Uh, And we need a whole bunch of help with cleanup afterwards. So come join with us, celebrate um, the harvest, (laughs) and help us minister to our community here in Reading.
0: Thank you, Doreen. Vicky.
4: Well, she just said everything I wanted to say. <laughs> Please come join us for fellowship over at the over at the cafe boo, and um, you know have a good time fellowshiping and um, thank and appreciate the pastor and, and the staff as well.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Vicky. Any, Any other announcements? So I should probably... If they're here, oh, there, Donna and Jason, why don't you come up here so they can see you guys also. That means walk forward. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was pretty clear. <laughs> so, I like coming up here. Um, Bible study will be at around 1045. That's about half an hour for those who wish to join us for that. Uh, there is no youth gathering um, this coming Wednesday. Since I'm going to be out of town, I'm not getting back in town until sometime Wednesday, so we'll bring begin that up again the following week. Um, I think that's the only announcements I had. So this is Jason. For those of you who don't know Jason, so Jason is our administrative assistant. That was good. He's our administrative assistant, um, and uh, which means he keeps track of me more than anything else, which is not an easy thing to do. He also um, is in charge of our sound booth and worship services and gets everything um, so we can see it here on Sunday mornings, and so the people at home or somewhere else in the world um, can see, see it wherever they're at. Um, so when you travel... You can see us every Sunday morning, or you can watch the worship service later during the week. Because it's it's there until Jesus comes back, or somebody crashes our system. So we're good. So Jason takes care of all that stuff, uh, and and w- w- without him, I'm not sure where we would be in our online worship services, um, as well as how we'd get our music today here. So. Big, gigantic help for us. So Jason, thank you. And uh, Donna. Donna is our accounting assistant. She's <laughs> and uh, uh, She's been here a long time. She uh, kind of knows what we don't know, and which is a really good thing. And uh, sets us straight when we need to be set straight. She takes care of the bills and, and um, th- th- that whole process in our accounting department, which yeah, I am amazed that she's not standing up here with no hair at all. <laughs> because she is just like this someday, just rubbing her head because it, it just goes crazy, right? So she does an amazing job uh, doing that. She's also volunteers in so many different ways. She's also on the board of Ed. Jason, by the way, is also the vice president of our congregation. I'm going to leave that out too. Um, she also handles script, you know, those little cards that you buy... Um, if you want to buy gift cards for people, Donna's the person you go see for that. And I know I'm leaving out a half a dozen other things too. So, uh, but we, we are incredibly blessed that she's here because without her, we would probably lock that door and run. <laughs> so, so, again, I thank you know, um, from the bottom of my heart and I know our congregations too also. So I think I was told, is there anybody here who's running this show now that I'm giving it up? It's now yours. Um, I think there's supposed to be a receiving line, but I don't think it's supposed to be there. Is there anybody left? Did they leave? Are they all in there? So then, you know what? Then we'll just go back here. And then until they come and get us. All right, we'll go that way. I'll stand at that door. The three of us will stand at that door. So come see us over there. Let's go in peace. Let's serve the Lord. Remember, Christ is with you all.